You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening and welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight, wherever you are, in the comfort of your home. Um, I'm James Keyes, and we're going to dive in again and talk about worship, because we're running this series, and every time you see me, you'll hear me training and teaching on worship. As a church, we've come a long way. However, we still have a long way to go in our learning, in, in learning what, what worship is. We have work to restore what the true Bible doctrine is, and we've done a lot of work there. I think we've done a great job um, in everything else but worship, though. I believe we still have a ways to go. Um, let's look at a quick scripture. 2 Timothy 3, uh, verse 16 through 17 says that all scripture is from God and is profitable for correcting, teaching, training, and that is exactly what we're going to use it for tonight, for correcting, teaching, and training on the spirit of biblical worship. Amen. But before we start, let's go to God in prayer. Let's make sure God is here with us. Amen. Father in heaven, God, we love you. God, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for worship, God, that it is in your Bible through and through. It's woven in, in, in almost each and every scriptures. It talks about praise and worship and singing. God, how we are to exalt you on high. Father, have us not to ignore part of our spiritual walk and just look at one side, but have us to have a well-balanced, healthy, spiritual connection with you. Father, I ask that you would help me to deliver your words and your message the way you want it to be delivered through your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen. Now that we got that out of the way, we had to stop sometime and make sure our hearts lined up with the Spirit. Um, as you can recall, we're going to pick up from last time. We left off last time with me asking you a question. And that question was, can you worship God without ever singing? Can you worship God without ever singing? For those of you who did take that challenge, what did you learn? What did you discover or find out about worship, about God? Hopefully you took the challenge. But for those of you who did not take the challenge... My question to you is, why didn't you? I want you to stop for a second and think about, and why didn't I do that? Now, I ask this question because true change and transformation only comes, it only comes from arriving at your own conclusion. This is where spiritual convictions are born. It's when you look at the Bible and you see God's word for what it is. This is where it talks about in the Bible, where it talks about in Romans, where there's there's a uh, it says that there's a renewing of the mind. <laughs> and in Romans, it actually in Romans chapter twelve, verse two, it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of the mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I lead you down this path because in order to elevate and take our worship to the next level, we're going to have to get in our word. Amen. We're going to have to dive deeper because the deeper convictions about worship are not going to come from someone telling you. It's going to come from you arriving at your own conclusion of what God's word says. Amen. So that's important. It's important to, to realize that that's one of the key parts of us moving forward in worship. Now, singing in worship in a church in the past was nothing more than a filler, like a space filler, um, like a space holder for the sermon. It's something that led up to the sermon. Uh, singing was viewed... Merely as something that happened, that we saw that happened, that would happen just before the service was about to begin. And just before, it would basically single to, single, be a signal to us to, to finish up saying our hellos and, our, and, and, and giving our hugs and our fellowship. And slowly begin to make our way to our seats so we don't miss the sermon. This is what it was. And, and we're going to transform that to something totally different. Because what God wants is it to be our mind and our heart and our spirit worshiping him. Not being distracted. Not being caught in conversations and fellowship. That there's a time and a place for that, of course. However, think about why you come to church. Is it to worship God or is it to fellowship? And you say, James, wait a minute. We're going to do, we do both, right? Yes, we do. But again, there's a time and a place for each part. Here's the place. When you come early, you get to fellowship. But when it's time to start service, we start service and we begin to sing to the God who's worthy of praise. Think about that for a second. I really want you to think about that because sometimes we approach service in a different way. And I pray that we begin to have this heart right here that, that Paul has when he says in Philippians, but whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share and may share his sufferings becoming like him in death that by any means possible I may attain I may attain the resurrection from the dead 
Philippians chapter 3, 7 through 11. Now here's a surprise. You want to know who the worst offenders are when it comes to <laughs> being distracted and not uh, being plugged in when it's time for worship? It's us, the leaders. Yes, peekaboo, I said it. You can clap yourself on the back or you can give your hand a high five. It is us, the leaders. Now what happens is we're roaming around and we're talking and we're distracted ourselves instead of being fully engaged in a worship service. And that's the area that I need to repent. See, the good news is that just like Monopoly, you have a get out of a jail free card. Spiritually, we have a kind of a get out of hell free card in the sense of that card is called repentance. And we get a chance to turn things around. We get a chance to be open. We get a chance to be real. And we get a chance to just not do the wrong that we've done. Or maybe it's not even wrong. Maybe it's just that we can do better for the Lord. So I really want to encourage us, as I repent as a leader, I want to encourage all the leaders to get on board and repent with me to really start showing more reverence from the Lord. Now, I know someone's going to say, James, I'm, I'm offended, bro, that you said that. And because I'm always plugged in, I am always there worshiping God. Guess what? That message is not for you. There you go. You're off the hook. But for everyone else, this is for you. Everyone who's like me that sometimes gets distracted and is out fellowshipping and saying hi. And this is for you to, to really be engaged on when it's time to be engaged on Sunday, to be engaged with God. And then after service, save that fellowship for then. But when it's time to go before the Father, really have the mindset to approach him with reverence and awe. That is the good news, that we can repent. Amen? Amen. <laughs> this is a call. This is a call. It's a call for us to take things higher, to spiritually take our worship to the next level. It's going to begin with us. But not just the leaders. It's got to be the fellowship as well. And that means getting there on time so that you can have your peace of mind and, and to be calm and, and be able to uh, prepare to approach God. That's important. I know it's important to me. I know I'm not able to plug into God and into worship when I'm frustrated because I was late or I couldn't find a parking spot. It can be that way. So think about what you have to do to be prepared. In the Old Testament, they would prepare days in advance to go to the synagogue to worship. Do we do that? Do we prepare at that level? Do we go to at least go to sleep early on Saturday night and set our alarm early so we can get up, maybe have a quiet time, maybe have a cup of coffee, maybe have breakfast, and then calmly cruise into service and fully give and engage? 
Think about what God wants of you. Think about what God deserves. These things are important because again, this is restoring the spirit of biblical worship, getting back to what the scriptures say. Here's a scripture that again pulls back, it pulls pulls us back to what true worship is. Through the scripture, the Bible calls us to sing worship to God. This is in the first Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 through 12. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgment he uttered. Again, it's talking about singing praises to seek the Lord, to be able to think about what has the Lord done for you in your life? What has he done? What is he doing? And what is he yet to do? What is praiseworthy? Do you remember? Do you you recall the blessings? Or have we forgotten? Have we forgotten what God has done in our lives? How he has saved us? How he's forgiven us? Have we forgotten the relationships that we have in the kingdom? The people who have sacrificed their their time and their energy. Is there anything that's praiseworthy for you that you can sing about, that you can praise God for? I don't know about you, there is for me. I have a ton of stuff. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse 19 says this. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Again, where is this singing coming from? Where is this praise coming from? It's coming from your heart. It's coming out your mouth. But here's the thing. If the heart is not connected, it's meaningless. You say, wait a minute, James. I'm singing the songs. I'm going through the motions. Think about someone who told, who tells you, hey, I love you but they don't really mean it. But they said it though. They went to the motions. You know what I mean? Hopefully you get what I mean. There's got to be more of a connection. Not just words. Not just going through the motions. Not just being at church. But participation. Being able to participate with God and with the fellowship at a deeper level. This is the call. It's a call higher. It's not... The same old, same old, what we used to do. It's a call higher. Because God is worthy of that. He's totally worthy of that. Let's look at another uh, psalm. uh, One of the psalms of David. Chapter 7, verse 17. It says, 
I will give to the Lord thanks due to his righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness. What thanks is it for you due to the Lord's righteousness righteousness that you can give? I will sing praises to his name for the Lord, the Lord, the most high. Here's the thing. Some people said, I can worship without ever singing. But here's the thing. Even Jesus sung songs of worship to God. Here's a scripture right here. This is right, right after the Lord's Supper that Jesus shared with his disciples. This is in Matthew chapter 26, verse 30. He says, When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now this was right in the midst of Jesus' story before he went to the cross. He sung a song. Now, if Jesus, being the very Son of God, Jesus himself, sung to God, think about the importance of singing. And as we as followers, we should too. We should fall in line with what Jesus is doing and imitate his every step. So the question I ask so can you worship God without singing to him? According to the scriptures, the answer is clearly no. <laughs> now you might say, James, how can you say that? Here's the key. Even if you were physically unable to make a sound or sing out loud, you could still sing worship to God in your heart. That's how I can say that. You can still sing to God. God is worthy of your praise. He's totally worthy of your praise. Let's look at another scripture. This is Luke chapter 19, verse 37 through 40. It says this, As he was drawing near, already on the way down to Mount Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that he had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. See how important worship and praise is? That if you, if you and I don't do it, the, the stones will cry out. The stones will worship. The stones will praise. So let me ask you a question. Why do we sing as a church? 
Here's why. We sing the praise. We sing songs of praise to, 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 to honor and glorify God. Who should sing in church? <laughs> Everyone. The scripture says that, that everything that has breath praise the Lord. As we've looked at these scriptures, I pray that you get a deeper sense of worship from a biblical standpoint. As I mentioned before, there's so much to unpack and uncover. However, if you have a voice, praise God. It doesn't matter if you feel like, you know what, I can't sing. God doesn't care if you sing great or not. He cares if your heart is right and that you worship. You say, James, I, I, I don't sing. I beg to differ. I believe when you were born, you were just like me and you sang all the jingles and all the sitcom theme songs and all the commercials and all the cartoons and yeah, you sang those things until somebody told you somewhere along the line that you can't sing and that caused insecurity in you. So you pulled back. Now it's time to step up and worship, step up and give. No matter what you sound like, Give God his glory. That is it for this lesson. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. I pray that this edifies you. I pray that you go back and look at the scriptures and come to your own conclusion on what God's spirit is calling you to do to show him praise give him worship and to sing glorious songs in his name. I am James Keyes and thank you so much for your attention and time. Have a great night. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.